0: Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with Phil Pepe. How's it going, Angel? It's all good, brother. How are you, man?
1: <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's chilly today. I don't like that. It's supposed it is. to be spring. It's supposed to be warmer. But well, you know.
0: it's supposed to rain all day, too. I but know. I know. I think the good weather's coming next week, so we'll be all right. Uh, so it's all good. All right. Hello, people out there in the... Uh, the ether world of the internet. Uh, Welcome to episode 56 of another indie comic review. This is going to be for the week of uh, April 6th of the year 2022. Um, All right, we do have two books for you this week, which is fantastic. But before we get there, uh, just a couple of, oh, just one announcement, really. Uh, I am excited to officially announce that Uh, The Kickstarter pre launch page for Project Shadow Breed number one, chapter two, is now live. Woo! Yeah, we are super excited. So the artist, Randy Meyer, has finished, uh, he blue-lined all the work, so all the pages are done, and he's in the middle of inking everything. Um, It is a black and white book, and it looks absolutely beautiful. So he should have everything inked probably by the end of uh, next week. Um, and we're looking at going live May 1st.
1: Um, May Day.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, we're really excited about this because it's been a long time coming. we we'll finished the first volume. And for those of you who have not had a chance to read it, no worries. There's going to be opportunities and plenty of rewards to, you know, get your hands on volume one, either in digital version or a hard copy version, and then uh, start your journey on to... Uh, chapter two, issue number one. And what's really great about what we did is we took a step back and said, you know what? We need to create chapters so that there's a jumping-on point for anybody who's going to be kind of brand new. So even if you don't get your hands on the first five issues, you're not going to be lost jumping onto this issue number one. Uh, because we're doing, we're, you know, we're trying to recap yep. almost everything that you need to know in order to be caught up to speed as to, you know, where the story's going. So it's going to be almost like each chapter's in its own uh, its own closed thing, which I think is, is not unique because other, uh, it's been done before. But I think when you look at you know, mainstream comics that have an ongoing mm-hmm. um, you know, month-to-month or year runs and stuff like that, uh, it, it's, you, know, you have multiple creative teams. You have different types of budgets um, for that. And I think for us, if we do chunks of six-issue storylines, then mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit more digestible and you can hop in anytime you want. Um, yep. And you don't necessarily have to go way back to the beginning uh, yep. for that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited we came to that because we're looking at Project Shadowbreed actually running for quite some time. Cool. Um, and it just makes it a little bit more digestible for people that are hopping onto it. Yep. Um, we are doing really unique things with the Kickstarter that's not gonna be available in stores. So we wanted to make sure that there was some kind of, you know, reward system for people who are supporting us on Kickstarter and getting this project off the ground so that we can get it into stores as well. So we're gonna be, it's gonna be a thicker book because we're gonna include the original script attached to it. We're gonna include some original sketches into uh, the book as well. So things that you're not gonna get, you know, from like a a direct market version, which we're really excited about. Uh, We've got four covers. Holy crap. So, we got the main cover, which is pretty cool. And then uh, we've got three characters that we're introducing. Um, And I'm doing sort of like a a connecting three cover uh, of the three characters. So, very cool. Yeah, there's plenty of options there. Uh, You know, we got some really cool items like uh, Marek's dog tags because he was in the military. Yeah. So, there are options to, to grab some of that and then some other cool stuff. Um, as well like t-shirts and hats and stuff like that so yeah head over to amazingactioncomics.com and right there on the front page is going to be everything that you need to know about the kickstarter and then you can actually just you know you know uh, sign up so that you can get notified as soon as it launches so we're really excited about you know the second chapter of uh yeah project shadowbreed american and and leroy kicking some freaking major ass
1: when we get action figures
0: Oh, man, fuck, that would be the <laughs> day, right? The day we get a freaking uh, action figure from America. American action what? figure would be
1: Ooh, really
0: cool. would be some, And we got enough fucking characters where we could freaking, you know, do it. I keep yeah. saying we, but this is, you know, all coming from my, uh, my partner in crime is uh, Justin Bart up in Michigan. Uh, this is his baby. So, you know, he's got, I think, the first, I want to say almost 17, 18, yeah, issues already in the bag. That's uh, impressive. We've been wrestling ideas, and we've got another spinoff coming. Red Hyena, the, you know, the second chapter of that's coming very soon. Mm-hmm. Julian Durber over in the UK is, like, halfway through drawing and inking that one. So that that's pretty awesome. Uh, Randy Meyer has been really cool with this particular project. He just took uh, Justin Vision and, uh, yeah, did some really great stuff. So, you know, Justin and I sat down. We had some early designs for these new characters that are coming on board. And I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. -hmm. But Rockjaw's already been seen, and Rockjaw's you know this 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 you know immensely huge guy, and he just has like a really steel jaw. You know, he could take a punch and stuff like that, but he can give it as well. He's got some tough skin.
1: He's Uh, no Glass Joe from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. He's (laughs) not. He would actually
0: be right after Mike Tyson if he was in the game. And then so he's going to be you know hooked up with uh, two other mercenaries um, and hired by Andrews, who's sort of like this uh, mob boss. In Seattle, and uh, Leroy and uh, Merrick have been giving him a hard time, trying to shut down his operation, which is kind of entangled into sort of like uh, Merrick's background, because mm-hmm. there's some affiliation with the SynTech company, which is the company that created the uh, the serum that made Merrick what he is, right. uh, which is those, these werewolf soldiers, and he's just stuck in mid-transformation uh, because of events that have, have happened previously. Um, so now we're taking it to the next level, where Andrew's really fucking just sick and tired of these guys fucking around and now he's got these guys from the outside to, to come and take them out and some of these guys are just badasses so yeah so um yeah amazingactioncomics.com to you know get uh, notifications and details on uh, this May 1st launch and how you can get your hands on some some sweet rewards <laughs> nice uh, and Yeah, and then we'll probably have Justin on probably right before we launch so cool. that we can just have a sit down and just kind of let everybody know what Philly is um, for that launch. We're hoping to make it really successful with uh, all of you guys out there. So, yeah, look out for more information on that. Um, All right, cool. I I guess we can jump right into it, right? These are titles for uh, the week of April 6th. So we've got two... what do you want to start with? Let's start with
1: Alice Ever After. How about that? So we'll go alphabetical instead of reverse alphabetical. Oh, there you go. I didn't <laughs> think about that,
0: you son of a bitch. All right, go for it.
1: All right. Alice Ever After from Boom Studios. Alice Ever After was written by Dan Pinozian, Uh illustrated by Giorgio Spalletta and Dan so Pinozian, weird. and uh, colored by Fabiana Mascalo, lettered by Jeff Eckleberry. Um, yeah. So Dan Panosian is, is, is known for an artist and he is taking his stab at writing, um, with this, uh, this project, um, which I found very fascinating. Mm. Um, there's a lot of, you know, we've seen a lot of these over the years. Um, people taking classic fairy tales or children's stories or things like that and then putting that adult spin on them. Um, you know, so here we have basically a, a, a take on Alice in Wonderland, clearly by the title, uh, you know, with Alice ever after. Um, and, you know, uh, sometimes when I when I think of these darker takes on um, – on, on these fairy tales or children's stories, my mind always goes to, uh, Alan Moore and Melinda Gebby's, uh, lost girls, mm. um, which is a triple extremely adult take on these fairy tales. So this mm. doesn't quite go that far. Um, but basically what you have here is, um, uh, the, the, you know, a, a young woman in, uh, late eighteen hundreds, uh, you know, late 19th century, um, Uh, England who is a drug addict and she is uh, addicted to these pills that basically send her off to Wonderland and so what you get is you get the real world stuff and then you get a couple pages of what it's like for her in Wonderland um, where she basically takes things from her every day and they get kind of twisted around a little bit Uh, you have your familiar characters from Alice in Wonderland but it's all done with a very dark spin that being said there's a lot of humorous elements in mm. this as well considering it is being narrated by three cats um and there's you know the 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 illustration for the uh the, the main part um which i found great i thought this book is beautifully illustrated yes um and and very you know very expressive but there's still some sort of cartoony elements to some of the characters um so it really kind of does take it really it really walks the line between light and dark very well Mm -hmm. um and another cool little artistic uh thing that was put in there is um if you ever read any mad magazine you know when we were growing up uh sergio aragonis would do all these little things in the margins of the Mm -hmm. pages Mm -hmm, these little mm -hmm. little cartoons and they do that so your your cat narrators actually also show up doing with these little margin cartoons as well that have nothing to do with the main story they're just there to kind of i think evoke those old bad magazine things but also i think just to kind of add another level to this story so that being said um I, I, there there was th- there was a, a, pe- a part in this story. There was a transition in this issue uh, much like the next book that we're going to review. That was a little too truncated for me. And I get, you know, you have a, a, a specific page count, um, you know, and you got to kind of move the story along, but there was one point there where I was like, wow, that all seemed to really happen very fast. It's right in the midpoint. Uh, it's basically, she gets a, a, a hold of a whole bottle of these pills. And then it's like the next page, she's at the last pill. And it doesn't feel like enough time would have passed unless she downed that whole bottle in like a matter of hours. Mm, mm. That is a minor, minor storytelling quibble. The same kind of similar uh, truncation happens in the next book we're going to talk about. Um, That being said... um, I don't, you know, I, I don't know exactly what this book wants to be. I don't know if this book actually wants to be its own take on the Alice in Wonderland. It's it's not quite the story, uh, trying to tell the story of the real Alice, because the real Alice's last name was uh, Little, and in here they give her the last name of Lutwidge, which is very interesting because Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland. His real name was Charles Dodgson, and his middle name was lutwich mm. So I thought that was fascinating. And then the fact that this Alice also has an older sister and a younger sister, mm-hmm. um, Lorena and 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 Edith. Those are also two of Alice's sisters. Um, uh, the real Alice Alice's sisters' names when growing up. So there's like a fudging of of of. The Alice in Wonderland story, the Alice in Wonderland reality, and then whatever they're kind of doing with, with their take on this. So that being said, I, I, I really was engaged by this. I was really into this. Um, I really like this concept. I love this art. Um, again, I'm a sucker for cats. The guy mm-hmm. does cats really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that from page one, uh, he does this technique where – you're, it, it's a cam. It, if it was if it was a a film, it would be a pullback, right? And a, you're focusing on one character who's outside of a window, who is being mentioned. Pulls back, and you see a little girl that you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be the Alice that we're following. Mm-hmm. Camera pulls back further, and you see the adult Alice that we are going to mm-hmm. be following. Pulls back further, and you're 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 further into this shop where she is being observed by the shop owner. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that artistic technique on that first page pulled me right in and I was like that's a really cool camera move in comics and I love when they can do that so right from the gate uh, the opening gate I was really into what this art was doing Um, and again the, the story was you know again it I if you didn't know any of the stuff that I was talking about and you just dove into this and you're like, Oh, it's a take on Alice in Wonderland. Let me see where this is going. I think it would be, you know, you know, without any of those hangups, I think it's a a breezy, you know, really good read, really good inductor story. Um, But my, you know, mind that has to make connections with things, I started looking for all these little things, but, I loved it. I thought it was a great first issue, yeah, yeah. So I'm really
0: looking to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, you know, for someone who doesn't have a tremendous no- amount of knowledge with, you know, Alice's background, is, you, know, you just went to it because you knew the story, you watched the movies and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. this kind of fits right into that whole scheme of, you know, it reminded me a little bit of like Wizard of Oz as well. It's that yep. syndrome of, You know, something happens to you traumatically and you end up going into this dream world, but you take everything from your reality and you give them some kind of substance and then you come back into reality and those people still exist Mm -hmm. um, in some form. So it was funny to see, you know, certain characters and you have to the way that it was written, the little nuances regarding certain characters. Within the world of Alice uh, um, and, and Wonderland, you can see which characters were which when they crossed yep. over. Yep. Like it, it's so funny when the the butler opened the door, <laughs> and that little comment of you know he, he seems like a a guy who's always running on a hundred feet. You yep. automatically knew which character they were talking about. Yeah. Um. So it, it was it was a really interesting take, and I you know it was a page turner because I was really looking forward to seeing how the story was advancing and stuff like that. And it's a more, I would say, grown-up take on it because now yep. you have Alice who's much older. She's addicted to these opiates, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, her father got her hooked on. I believe, yeah, I believe so. Because yeah. he had all his daughters on. It's because he's yep. not a dentist. He replaces teeth. He doesn't fix them. Yep. Uh, yep, Which was one of the things that the cats made a, a really, you know, a stringent point on. Yep. Um, and it's it's even funnier. It took me out for a second because I'm like, all right, how are the cats narrating this freaking story? Because they're not around when certain things are happening. Right. So usually narration is done by either first person or if it's third person who's part of the party of things that are happening. What's These also, cats are not around at what's all. What's also
1: interesting there's three cats narrating, but you only see two of the cats. No, it is only, it three cats? I think yeah, it's only two. I, I think there's three. And what's no. really funny is, yeah, because there's... The it's little... Kitty, Kitty and Snowdrop. Uh, No, because look, if you look at it's it's um there's a little face cat. There's a a cat that's – I'm looking at the first three panels. There's yes. a cat that's black and white, and then yep. there's a cat with a bigger face.
0: No, they're, they're the same cat. They're just I, drawn differently. Uh, I'm telling you, they? yeah, if you reference it, it's only Kitty and Snowdrop. And then when oh, you okay. goes into the room, there's only the two.
1: Okay, thank you for clarifying that. But however, what's really interesting is the second cat doesn't look like the other cat because the other cat's all black and the other the narration is black and
0: white. Yes. 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 I thought there was
1: a little more there that we were going to find out
0: about Uh, these. Like
1: okay, so but okay, yeah. So now I'm looking at these other the other the other caption panels. Yeah. And they are. It's just they're making different expressions. Yeah. So I got it. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Overall, I mean, it was told really well. So. I mean, if Darren Panosian, I was trying to see if he wrote anything else prior to this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything. If like, This is his first writing, which I doubt because this was just like spot on out of the like freaking, you know, comic book writing one on one. Just really done really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the art on this, like you said, is really great to it. It almost has sort of like that Disney feel mm-hmm. uh, to it, along with the coloring. But yet it has sort of like the, the color tones work really well. So when you're in these bright scenes, it feels really light and airy. And when it turns into, like, these colder tones, it feels really dark and uh, ominous. Mm -hmm. And then even Wonderland has its own kind of feel um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I I think there's more to it in regards to her, like... uh, trauma as a child how she's dealing with it and as an adult um and then like the the last page was great because i was like (laughs) holy fuck that is absolutely that character i don't want to say it i don't want to ruin it um for you guys but it is absolutely if you love like the you know the twist on childhood stories because there was what was it from Aftershock, right? Had that Mother Goose book?
1: Yeah, the, the Mother F. Goose. Yeah, Yeah, and that
0: was fantastic. And it was yeah. just a twist and all like the nursery rhymes and stuff like that. And this is right there up that alley with, uh, you know, taking a classic and not ruining it, but just giving it a little bit more like uh, grounded reality, some bones to it. Um, yet give you stuff that's really, f- that you're familiar with. The mm-hmm. only thing that really took me out of it was the damn cats. I was like, <laughs> you know what, I don't mind anthropomorphic creatures, you know, narrating a story, but where the hell, where were they? And when right. the other things were happening, so they right. weren't. So, so it's almost like a, sort of like an ethereal kind of thing that they're just, oh, like, narrating her life. Yeah, and um, cat,
1: cats are very unreliable narrators too. Uh, having <laughs> having had separate cats, uh, but what I do like is that the cats don't talk to the people. Correct, correct. In the, main, the cats are cats in the story. Yes, they're just talking to you, the reader. Correct, so, and to each other yeah Um, and another thing you mentioned like the coloring too Um, I mean yeah a lot of credit I think not only to to Giorgio Spoletta Dan Panosian but also Fabiana Masciolo. because one of the things I really like about this is that it takes place in the Victorian era and you know there was very little to no electricity back then it was all candlelight Mm -hmm. and when you Ah, see when you see a movie right and it's like someone lights the candle it's one candle but it like lights the whole room you know like you can tell there's an overhead right they they did a really good job. They were very careful about mimicking how much light would be thrown yes. from a fireplace yes. or a candle. I thought that was great. I thought that really pulled me in. Like I felt like it was in that era. Well, okay. That.
0: Well, they took it one step further, staying within that era. So you know, like in cartoons, when someone has an idea. Yeah the light goes off. Yeah, yeah. So rather than getting a light bulb, because this is what Al- what happens to Alice, instead of a yeah. light bulb going off, it's actually a lit candle <laughs> that or goes or off or in the word bubble. bubble, yeah, in the thought bubble, which I thought was, I got to that part, like, no fucking way, they really did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it worked, and it was hilarious, but it worked for that, yeah, you're right, it worked for that time and period and peace. And yeah. even like, you know, the furniture, uh, you know, all the porcelain, everything, I mean, they played some really close uh, attention to detail on this, which was really fantastic. So, yeah. a really solid first issue, and then, then you got a preview of another story called Grim. Yep, which fuck man, I'm really interested in. This looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, just the fact that freaking uh, Jenny is doing one of the covers, I looked
1: it up. And, oh, of course. I have to get it. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah but so this good. is like very evocative of Carmen that just finished out yes. Um, yes. Uh, from Gear March, as well as the, the classic Death from yeah, the Death. Game and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with like a really cool sci fi spin on it. And when I say sci, I mean Skyth. Yes. Because like, Skyth looks really mission.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so you got a, new, a nice little, little teaser at the end of this. So, um, yeah, Alice Ever After from Boom Studios uh, Definitely worth a good read I'm going to pick up another issue and see where it's going Yeah, definitely um, Off of that one, so it's good Okay, cool, uh, moving on to our second book Go ahead, take it away, Phil All
1: right, West roll. of Sundown from Vault Comics Yes uh, This is written by Tim Seeley and Aaron Campbell uh, Drawn by Jim Terry Colored by Triona Farrell And lettered by Crank Crank, that's the best <laughs> Put the, gotta have that exclamation. Point. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, Angel, I feel bad for you because I know you're not much for like historical <laughs> stuff. And we have basically <laughs> yeah, two, two books of those that take place like literally in this almost the same year. You All know,
0: right. like so <laughs> I have to put an asterisk to this, right? I don't like historical stuff that's true to the history. Gotcha. So I don't want to read a history book. Gotcha. But if it's a period piece that's you know fantastical or similar to what we have in these two books, right. then I'm okay with it. That's, so, that's like the coding of the pill.
1: So opiate-addicted uh, uh, young women Alice, yes. yeah, uh, talking to rabbits and, and walruses uh, and then, of course, uh, vampires in, in at the end of the Civil War. Absolutely fine. Uh, totally fine. Very totally yep. right, good. <laughs> Um. Yeah. This was okay. So this is a really, really interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Uh. This is a really, really. I think well told. Uh. Story. Um. I did. I. You know. Like again, there was one narrative. Uh. Truncation in the middle. Uh. Or. T- uh, I think it was towards the front. Yeah, towards the front. I right, agree the, with that. The setup. Mm-hmm. That ten-year difference. Well, not even the ten. Not the ten-year difference. The the fire. When they're walking uh, home from that party, and they there's a fire in the distance, and then she feels the pain because she's a vampire. Her house is burning.
0: Okay, okay. Before you get there, because you're going too far ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's go From true. the beginning.
1: <laughs> so, so, so we'll get to that. So, okay, we take place. Uh, we begin at the end of the Civil War, and you have a man who's who. Uh, it's the Battle of Manassas in Virginia, uh, 1861. So the beginning of the Civil War. And you have a soldier who is uh, who is digging graves after the battle, and it's kind of shocking in the first page because he's actually digging the grave for a young child. And one of the cool things about before really people knew much with with science and everything, um, there was a thing that people it was a thing people used to get buried alive, and because they were they were in a coma and they're like doctors like oh they're dead bury them, and then it turns out that the person was actually alive. And there's stories of like. You know people exhuming corpses uh, exhuming graves and you see like nail marks in the, in the, the casket the top of the casket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some some graves had a post with a bell uh, attached to it with a ring that went you know with a string that went down to the the, 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 the casket. And so this guy's digging and one of these bells starts ringing, which is terrifying. Right. And so he like abandons his duties to start digging this person up. And lo and behold, it is a uh, gorgeous female vampire because that's, that's usually what you want in those situations. And so, yeah, like you said, uh, these two characters meet, and then boom, yeah, we, we, we smash cut 10 years later. Uh, they've left Virginia and they're in New York. Um, and so basically, there's like this big party that she is throwing uh, or is at this party for the sole purpose to feed. Mm-hmm. And the deal that these two have set up um, this soldier who rescues her or unearths her, uh, and this vampire, uh, you know, the, the deal is. He'll help her survive as long as the people that she kills are bad people, people who take advantage of others. Right? So, uh, so that's their setup. And then this is what I was getting to is they're walking home from this party and there's someone comes running up to them shouting in German. There's a fire. There's a fire. She starts to feel pain because it turns out it is her house. And, uh, for vampire lore, the vampire needs to sleep on their, uh, their home turf, their home dirt. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so her dirt is from New Mexico where she was rebirthed as a vampire. That's what she sleeps on. And then the house, gets you know the whole house gets uh uh you know burned down and she loses her her precious dirt in that and for me that that truncated transition is they're in the street th- this woman comes running saying there's a fire she collapses in pain and then it's like you t- when you turn the page she's still on the ground but now she's right in front of her house uh. that was a truncation i thought was a little yeah, a little too abrupt maybe uh, it was
0: the positioning if they would have chose a different posture
1: yeah possibly yeah yeah i think that the, you know but again for the experience of the narrative i yeah. get it you yeah. know but it was just one thing that i was like oh that was a little abrupt okay i had to go back and look at it a couple times um so basically what they have to do is they they have to leave new york and go back to new mexico um and this i thought was really fascinating you would think well just you know in this day and age, fly or right. you know even take a train. But because of the circumstances with her, you know, half of because she gets really burned in this fire to try and rescue, you know, her, her home dirt, um, you know, so so he has to put her in the casket and everything like nail her up and they get on a boat. And it's a 95 or 90 day boat ride from New York to Los Angeles. And so that means, and this is pre Panama canal. That means they have to go all mm-hmm. the way down, all to South the America. way down and up. And so that I was like, wow, that's, that's painful. That's three months and it's just going to take, it, it just feels like it'll take a long time. And it does start to sort of wear on both of them. She has no food. He can't find anybody suitable for, for her to eat. Um, and this was another jar, a little bit of a jarring thing because he's in Valparaiso hoping he can find someone for her to eat, someone worthy. And he actually sees his old uh, soldier mm-hmm, buddy mm-hmm. who who you never see at the beginning, but he calls out to him right. uh, on like the second page. So again, that was another weird, I was like, oh, okay, like, I get it. Now I see what's going on. Um, and then of course, you know, they, they finally make it to, to Los Angeles. They, 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 uh, do, he does this really interesting, this really cool technique of, um, broadcasting right to whoever might hear, Oh, I have this very precious cargo. It's worth a lot of money. I really hope nobody comes after us knowing that some bad dudes are going to come after them and you get that awesome splash page where they start to go into this cargo and she just bursts out and lays waste to these guys. So I thought that was a really cool technique on, on, on his part to, Mm -hmm. uh, to get her fed. And then um, Yeah, then they, they, they Wind up at a, um, a, 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 in a In a town in New Mexico They, they wind up in a, in a, in a, a, a Tavern, a bar um, You can see that he is still Haunted by his experiences in the war They're being followed by a Mysterious man, and then you got This really interesting last page Reveal, which seems like that there's More than just vampires in This world, mm-hmm, and again, mm-hmm. other analogies To classic Victorian uh, horror literature um so without saying too much on that last page reveal it was a really cool last page reveal it was um i like this book i really love love this concept i like their relationship uh between between the her and her handler um she is while she's a vampire she's a very sympathetic uh uh protagonist you do kind of even though you don't know much about her you you kind of feel for her you don't you know they don't put her up there as this really awful uh nosferatu type right right um so and 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 that sense of making people who have hurt others pay uh again there's a sense of justice that they both possess even though she's a vampire and he's enabling her um my one misgiving about the art would probably be the likenesses it was a little hard to discern mm. people between panels and pages sometimes uh other than that though i think um uh what uh jim terry does a really good job he's got a lot of lot of work to handle here and i think he does it admirably uh the details are good it moves and uh yeah it was a really good read
0: yeah cool yeah i agree i mean the details to that period and stuff like that for the most part are just pretty much spot on that's what you look for you look to make sure there's no Starbucks, you know, coffee cups on tables and stuff like that, <laughs> or people wearing watches and stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this, the story was, you know, as as much as we've seen, you know, and read about the, the vampire trope and stuff like that, it's really hard to, you know, create something new or or different um, from anything that we read before. But I did find some, some really great stuff that they were doing in here, and that relationship between her... Um, and the soldier were were really great. It was almost like he was her familiar, Mm -hmm. but you know, at the same time, she showed him a level of respect as well. And I think, you know, we didn't get any of her background. So we don't know if she was born a vampire, she was made a vampire, and, and the conditions that she was made a vampire, mm. which might, you know, influence why she chooses the people that she chooses yep. rather than just giving into the hunger itself. She chooses people that, you know, and he says it often, that would be judged by God yep. in a particular way. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if her background does unfold so that we understand why she is the way that she is. Yeah, she keeps um, talking
1: about being rebirthed in New yes, Mexico. So, yes. yeah, so there's the implication, yes, that she was turned at some point.
0: Right. So there had to be something that happened really traumatic um, and it had to be done by bad people. So she's just laying waste to all these bad people with you know this, this gift curse that she has. Um, and then he, at the same time, is being tortured by what she's doing because he's so you know, god fearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she points that out, too, as well. So it's, just, it's this great dialogue between them two to kind of justify her existence and what he's doing for her and, and how he's helping her. Yeah. Um, and then, the, the, you know, the one underlying theme throughout their entire story, because you're following them, but lo and behold, in the shadows they're always being watched. And these are vampire hunters that are trying to, you know, they're the ones that set the fire. You come to find that out because you see them in the shadows. Um, And then they're following them on this long ass journey. And it's crazy that the journey on the boat would be shorter than traveling on land. Of course. <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. insane. Just really insane. So yeah. the
1: railway system really was was not what, it, you know, what it, what it would become later at that point, too. You're absolutely right.
0: Right. Yeah. But then it would have been horse and carriage would have been, yeah. you know, going up and down these unfinished roads and stuff like that. So it would have yeah. taken a lot longer. Um, yeah. So it really, really, you know, really interesting read. Uh, I, I like this first issue. You know um like you said i I opened it and the first thing i did was roll my eyes because i did see the period (laughs) part of it um but then i saw when it was the the vampires are into it and stuff like that i said okay you know what let me give this a chance and it's not written you know where it's old english where you know like when i read thor i'm just like oh my god i can't get through this shit um but reading this was really good and it's funny because she's from new mexico which is sort of like a, a heavy you know spanish influenced area but she only uses one Spanish word the right. entire time. It's just miguito. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's it, which means like, uh, like child or, you know, my, my young friend or whatever, yeah. uh, which is so, which is hilarious. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I want to follow this because I'm more intrigued about as to whether or not her background is going to come forward in the story. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what, what her motivations are and, you know, what's going to happen because obviously he's human. She's yeah. not going to age. He's going to yeah. keep aging. It's already 10 years from, you know, the Civil War. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's funny. It, it, it'll be good. And then that last page reveal is like, holy shit, This is a oh, twist on that. So Where's
1: it going to go? I like yep. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's which like is crazy because. It's all universal monsters in the West. I'll, yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. And, but,
0: but giving different roles and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, um, interesting. So, uh, what's the sundown from Vault Comics? I mean, they've been coming out with great stuff. We read Barbaric from them uh we were you know we were raving about that the only yeah. quarrel that we had about that particular book was it too short they, yeah too short four issues and then ugh, we're taking the high four hiatus. it was only it was three oh three look three. at that look at i was know. giving them one extra yeah <laughs> come on Volt, stop teasing <laughs> don't 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 be that person yeah um all right so really two solid books this week uh you've got alice of rafter from boom and west of sundown from Volt comics uh, definitely check them out. You will not be disappointed. Some really great storytelling and art there from some really great publishers. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, uh, definitely support your local combo shops. Hey, Phil, where do you get your
1: comics from? I get mine at The Joker's Child in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, you can get all these great comics there new comics, old comics, in between comics. We got comics for kids, and we got comics for the grown up kids, too.
0: Cool. I don't know what an in-between comic is. I but don't know yes. what an
1: in-between comic is
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely can't. right, if you can't make it out to Fairloom, New Jersey, definitely visit uh, your That's local comic That's the 90s. The
1: shop.
0: 90s are in-between comics. Yes, they're the 90s. Okay. <laughs> don't make fun of my era, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, go and visit your local comic shop and show some uh, love there. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast, just visit AmazingActionComics.com slash podcast and we'd love to have you on if you're a creator you want to promote your own work you want a book review or any of that sorts uh just hit up us up on there we'd be more than happy to have you on uh we just did an interview with oh my gosh i can't even oh brian chuck yes Yes. brian chuck this uh past or
1: bronte irwin (laughs) or bronte
0: irwin whichever one you want to call him uh that interview will be up this monday um it was a really great uh uh, time to chat with uh, Brian Chuck from Upchuck Comics about his book, Biggs. Um, yeah, we've got, we we had a really good, interesting time um, yeah. and great time chatting with uh, Brian, so you want to check that out. That will be posted up this Monday for sure. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you coming back every Friday uh, from some indie comic reviews and then Mondays or Tuesdays for any indie creator that likes to come on as well. Uh, stay up to date on everything amazing comics or Amazing Action Comics at AmazingActionComics.com, including our latest Kickstarter uh, pre-launch page, which is up for Project Shadowbreed. You definitely wanna check that and don't want to miss out on that. Uh, With that being said, everyone, please stay safe, enjoy the weekend, and always remember to be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing.